here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held. I think I've got a chance. When you're up against the BMX hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against the impossible odds of hell track. Scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. There's only one way to go. All the way. Rad rated PG. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Welcome back to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. That's right. We are going back to 1986 to, to talk about, to learn about, to discuss rad. I'm, a, I'm your uh, host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson, who's wearing a 2019 postseason Minnesota Twins t-shirt. And I shouldn't mention that because now he's going to talk about baseball. Tyler? Eight, eight and two start. They're still not shut down from the coronavirus yet. Yet. By the time this episode posts, who knows? But baseball. <laughs> but right now, they're eight and two out of a sixty-game season, crushing it. They've been exposed by multiple players Oof. from another team, so we'll just cross our fingers and hope that we can keep playing for at least a little while. It doesn't feel like summer without baseball. Nope. Well, nothing feels normal. It's very weird because there's no fans in the stadium, and yeah. so it's a very unusual thing to watch. But of course, uh, listen. Do I think that uh, we should be in the wor- the situation that we're in? Do we need to be playing baseball and sports? Probably not. But if you're gonna if you're gonna do it. And you're going to put it on TV, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I've enjoyed watching it. I'll watch it until they shut down. <laughs> Baseball's one of those sports that's like, if it's on, I'm going to sit down and watch it. It's relaxing. I, I mean, it, well, it's not relaxing for me when they you get, pitch poorly. But, you get a little stressed out. Um, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I do get it stressed out, but then when, if they lose a game. I mean, I'm so used to them like getting creamed by the Yankees in the postseason that I like I can't really get upset about individual games just because it is just sports. But Yeah. Well, speaking of sports, we're going to talk about some a sport movie today. Yeah, we are. But before we get into that, let's do our little segment of What You've Been Watching, where okay. we talk about the great and not-so-great things that we are watching on TV and on our TV screen that is movies, since we are not going to the movie theater right now. Sure So not. we've been watching quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Why don't you start us off? Well, we watched, uh, I've been meaning to watch this, but we did turn it on for the kids. I think you just kind of fired it up one day. Yep. It was the animated uh, film The Willoughbys on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of some kids who have terrible parents. Terrible parents. Like Martin Sheen, Ma- not Martin Sheen, Martin Short, and is it Jane Krakowski? Is that Probably. the two people? And then Will Forte is the... The most famous uh, voice is the one of the kids, I think, right? It's been a little couple days since we watched this. I've already forgotten. Um, their parents are terrible, so they try to get rid of them. <laughs> and some other stuff happens. And it's, uh, for for what it is, solid. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't, like, amazing. It was about... I wanted it to be more amazing than it was. Yeah. You know, a lot of people liked it. And yeah. so I was um, eager to watch it. I just hadn't yet. But it, to me, it was also kind of like their last movie, Klaus, Kla- Claus or Klaus, which they did last year, and that was, was kind of raved about a bunch too. And I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, that was solid and fine," and I haven't thought about it since. It's like it's almost there. Yeah, it's almost there. It does have some good spark to it, and some good chemistry, and, and a good storyline, and good characters. There's just it's just almost there. I, don't I would know equate how else it to describe yeah, it. I would equate it to like a. Um, 
like a car a animated CGI version of like a Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events kind of uh, yeah. vibe. Yeah, for um, sure. Which I, well, you and I never finished that. The show. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I don't. With NPH. Yeah, I, I might have only watched like two episodes of that even. No, we watched like a few, but anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway. We're so watching on, on the Netflix. Let's find something that's new. That's something all I can that's say. Something that's new you can watch with your kids. Yep. Yep. The Wallabies. Um, Willoughbys? I don't even know. What did oh, you the, say? The Willoughbys. Okay. Uh, what else did we watch? We watched... Uh, oh, you... Well, you guys... I watched about 20 minutes of it, and then I decided to go poop. But you so, watched some sure. dance thing on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> a common theme that I talk about are, is trying to find programs that I can watch with the kids that I don't mind watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels like I'm running out of stuff. So, the sure. you know, last weekend or whatever, I turned on Feel the Beat on Netflix, which is a basically a made-for-TV dance movie about a girl who's, like, on Broadway and... and fails and has to go home and then becomes like a sort of like a fill-in dance teacher and i think it really the kids the girls enjoyed it ellie could have it seemed to me from when i watched it it was like an abc family is that a network anymore Uh, whatever it's called now that's what it felt like an abc family movie yeah uh you know but uh, i will say that i enjoyed it (laughs) sure sure you did (laughs) because i I, it has good themes you know like how to deal with failure and treating your friends right and how to break up with someone right and and um even like she encounters her ex or whatever and it deals with how she kind of ghosted him but didn't really think about how she goes to his little sister because she had a relationship with her and that, you know, it, it, it provided me some good discussion points with the girls about like when you have a relationship, you got to think about not just, you know, yourself that, you you know, and there's dancing and competition and the girl's really selfish and she has to learn not to be selfish and, and Veronica Mars dad is there. Yeah, I like him. Sure. He's just solid and reliable. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway, I watched 20 minutes of it and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. And I didn't watch anymore. It was fine. It was watchable though. The other thing we watched on Netflix was kind of their big movie though, which was The Old Guard with Charlize Theron. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a superhero movie, but it's more like a mercenary team, but they're immortals. And they recruit a new person, and that's like Kiki Lane, who is really good, and I would say even better here. If she was in If Beale Street Could Talk uh, from a couple years ago, I liked her in it. I liked. I don't know if it's a particularly great movie, uh, but it has Charlize Theron giving it her all, and she's great in everything, she's including this. Very good in everything, and she's good in this, and you know she's play- She's the oldest. She's hundreds of years old, and. While she, you know, looks like Charlize Theron the way the way we know her, she I would say like she wears the age, the years on her face and her performance pretty well. Like yes. she's yeah, she looks fucking tired. She's tired and it and you just you get that vibe and and then you know having this new person come in kind of has her rethink a little bit of this. I like the the villain is is a goofy like pharmaceutical agent who is the guy who's like. The Dursley kid from Harry Potter, all yeah. he well, he was in the uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs in a kind of a memorable Liam Neeson segment too, and that's so he's recognizable more of that because he doesn't look like he does when he was in Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, it has a pretty diverse cast. There's some 
there's a dynamic between the team. There's there's two two members of her team are uh, like in a long term the two men in a long term like hundreds of year old relationship, and there is uh, it's very casual in the movie. But then like some uh, there's a sequence in the movie where they they get, they get captured or whatever, and like they there's like some male testosterone kind of just like not i wouldn't call it necessarily a homophobic comment but just like okay like ease up there you two or whatever and like one of the guys gives like this kind of like notable like speech of like this person is important to me and it was it really stood out because i think he said oh is oh sorry about your boyfriend oh it's just like like he's not my boyfriend like fuck you like and and i like that i I thought that was kind of a nice uh yeah that was a touch Chuatelegi uh, for is in it, who's always good, although ever oh, almost forever uh, underutilized and everything, but um, but good. I mean, it's nothing special, but it's elevated by the people involved, and it you know there's a lot of gunplay and whatnot. And Charlie Theron is great at being a badass. I think she's great at pretty much everything. God, this is the last few that she's made because it's gone from. Long shot where she is incredibly charming as like a romantic lead, but also hilarious, steals the movie away from Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rogen's funny, but she's just really funny in that mm-hmm. movie, right? She goes from that to Bombshell where she's under some makeup, but like just not a, not a movie that I really like that much. But her performance is just like, if you know who, if you've ever seen Megan Kelly on TV, it was like, oh, well, she just became Megan Kelly. I forgot it was Charlie Starr, and she's that good at it. And mm-hmm. then she made this, and then, of course, this is very close. You know, this would, this will remind people of Mad Max Fury Road, of course, but that's a different, that was a different performance, too. I just, totally, yeah. She's great. Um, she's probably one of our best working actors. And so it's just elevated, and it sets it up for a sequel, and who knows if they can afford her, because... I wouldn't really care about it if she wasn't involved. <laughs> no, I think you had mentioned like you could see this being a TV series without her. Yes, they could. They could easily. Well, I, the way I envision it is like she she shows up for episode one, maybe shows up for the finale of the show. Like she sends them on a mission. It's like, all right, you guys, go on a mission, and yeah. then she's like, I'll see it. I'll see you at the end of the season. <laughs> you know, like a, a vibe like that. I could totally see them doing that. So, not to say that I'm spoiling anything about who's going to be living or dying. Jeez. Right. Um, they're immortals, so, you know, I might be able to deduce that maybe. Yeah, this was, a, this was a good movie, though. It's fun. We, fun. we had a bottle of wine and some popcorn. Well, right now, I mean, it's the summertime. There's We're not getting these movies in the theater, obviously. So, I mean, it does fill that void. And I would say it's better than, you know, we tried to watch that Ryan Reynolds, Michael Bay movie that was the big budget thing, and that's just, that's a horse shit movie. Did we try to watch it? We tried that? to watch it, and it was just horse shit. Did we turn it off? Oh, I couldn't handle it. I don't, I was like, <laughs> I don't remember, did I, I don't think I watched that. And then the other, you know, some of the other big swings, like that Will Smith Bright, that cop slash fantasy thing, ugh, that was wretched. So, I mean, in terms of like their big blockbuster offerings, this is on the better end. Yeah. For Netflix. I would agree with that. Yep, so we watched that. Um, we also did a spin on the old Peacock, because that's new. Well, it came out in middle of July, I guess, but uh, the Peacock NBC streaming app thing. And you know, Are we paying for that? No, it's free. Okay. There, we, get, we are currently getting premium, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know, means we get a few more movies and we can watch their original shows that all, that all have bad reviews, but... Uh, okay. So we haven't. We get like three months of that for free, but then it just turns off. 
Um, then it, the other stuff will always be, f- f- I guess, free. I don't know. Cause with, cause with there's ads. ads. Yeah. There's ads in it. Um, so, I mean, we were excited because we wanted to watch Psych the movie too, because mm-hmm. we we're big, uh, fans of. Big Psych fans. Psych. Yeah. And that whole series. We, I mean, it's just a, I think you can watch Psych on Amazon as well, or maybe that, maybe it's not on there anymore now that it's on the Peacock, but that's a show. It's like never like, Psych is not like a, like an amazingly made show or i mean it's a pretty standard like a whodunit thing with a gimmick right Mm -hmm. but it's elevated by like well i would argue that it's completely elevated by dooley hill yes um he's amazing but i i you know you grow to like the other guy and you know the whole cast is just like lovable right and so um the show ended a while ago they made a psyched movie one Mm -hmm. which was actually pretty good Mm -hmm. like it was a good extension and then we were real excited about this because, you know, any any more psych is good. Yeah. Uh, Lassiter was going to be back because he had had a, the actor had a stroke in real life and didn't really get to participate in the last movie. And so he's in this one. Um, yeah, it's just a height. Yeah, it felt like a drawn out episode, just yeah. like a single episode made into a movie. And I felt like it, it they would have been better off doing like a like a same length of time mm-hmm. but like a three episode mini series where they could have like a who done of the of the of the episode and like a small overarching story yeah because it just it they were it stretched too thin they never they've ne- and that's the thing they never had very many like multiple episodes i mean the, there was arcs right yeah but nothing that really ever lingered i mean sometimes there were with like certain serial killer or whatever but uh, you know, it didn't really need to. And I would say, like, Psych the Movie 1 was, well, while enjoyable, was, like, it was, like, two pretty good, like, a two-parter, a pretty good two-parter. Yeah. But this was, like, you're right. Like, it felt like one story stretched for two hours. So I feel like they could have kept that same story, yeah. but had, like, three whodunits or Did even two else. whodunits in it. And even had Richard Schiff, my man Richard Schiff, reuniting with Dulé Hill, West Wing yeah. alums. Yeah. He's in it, and I'm just like, and look, those scenes are good, and he's good in it, because it's Richard Schiff, but, you know, it's just, it's very drawn out, and it doesn't seem like, and that's the other, here's the other thing I'll complain about, mm-hmm. and this is maybe a spoiler for Psych the movie too, mm-hmm. but, like, the premise of Psych is that Sean Spencer is just really, you know, he's like a, he can notice things, details and things like that. And he pretends. Like the mentalist. Like the mentalist. But he, they came out before the mentalist or whatever. (laughs) But he pretends to be a psychic, right? Of course, well, everybody now, once this is so far along, everybody on the show knows he's not. But Mm -hmm. in this movie, there's no, there's no attempt to like, there's no pretending. He never pretends to be psychic at any point or even like, there's like only one sequence where he's like zooming in and seeing clues. Yeah. And there's not pretending. And I was like, that's the core of the show. Like, if you're not going to yeah. do that, why are we, what are we doing? And I would say that, like, that's a, that's a problem. I know mm-hmm. that we've seen it literally a hundred plus times. But that's also. But that's the show. And that's the balance of where Burton Gustin comes in. But Burton Guster. That's what I said. No, you didn't. Roll the tape. I know you know the name. Burton Guster. <laughs> you just misspoke. That's where he comes in where it's like, he play, he plays into the like, you're a fucking idiot, Sean. Like, you're missing this obvious thing because he's so busy trying to be cool and a psychic that. Yeah. You know, that's where they balance each other out. So when you take that out, it's just, it's well, he, Gus, Guster, Gus is like the, uh, because Sean is not a, uh, he can't, he's not an adult, basically. He doesn't know how to behave. And so he has to rely on, although Dooley Hill is very immature as well, he kind of relies on him to do basic things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, so, I mean, it was okay, but it was yeah. not a little disappointing. Special. 
a little disappointing. Now, that being said, go ahead, do another one. We also watched that 30 Rock special, and... I didn't really like it. Well, and I think it's because, I, you know, I think I tried to say that it was like, it's an upfront, it was, so it's a reunion show, but it was, it's designed to be an upfront, like, presentation of, like... So when you say... It's an upfront. I don't know what the fuck you it were just, saying. It's a promotional thing. Like, it's intended to, like, advertise their new shows, which I don't even know what, how they even have shows for the fall, but new shows and the things on Peacock. And so there's these little segments, like, it, there's this thing about 30 Rock, and then it jumps into an upfront. And I think the show, it's kind of clever in how it integrates, because they have a character who is in charge of NBC, so there's a there's a story to be done there, but then you have to stop for these presentations including like five minutes on the fucking tokyo olympics that are like and i know they're saying like we'll see you next year and it's just like yeah but like why we do like we lost the olympics i'm sorry we lost those like we're not doing those that sucks that we're not but like why i don't i know that i'm aware that we're gonna do the olympics at some point but like come on so i like the interconnected things with the cast and they all and again they all had to do it social it's all it was made during the pandemic Mm -hmm. so everybody's I, now they handled it a little bit better than like i think the parks and rec special was funnier this and one it was had earlier yes but this one had more production value they were able to like i mean tina fey actually went out onto a new york street for one sequence and shot a scene with her husband mm-hmm. so but at least it's like not just like a zoom call a look which is what the parks and rec one yeah. was so there's there they I mean they filmed some stuff and it made it look like a real show but the fact of the matter is everybody's still separated so I mean, you're limited there, and it, I thought they were. It was clever, and it has some of that spark. But those parts were fine. It was just like it's an hour, and it was like <laughs> it was like 20 minutes of content. Yeah, it was like for okay. an hour long commercial. So you know, we ended. We were, I mean, we were fast forwarding stuff, but yeah. I, it was still. And then you know, I don't know. Peacock's fine. There's movies on there. The only thing, honestly, the only thing I care about is I can turn on like Pawn Stars, which I'm aware is like not like a realistic or real show. But if you just want something on in the background while you're playing like a Nintendo Switch baseball, uh, it's perfect. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that's Peacock for you. I don't know. Too many streaming services. Yeah, it's you know ridiculous. I, mean? I like that one better than the Apple one, but that's because that's nothing on Apple. Yeah. And I could use it on my TV. That was also helpful. Yeah, that's an important factor to a streaming service. Thanks, Apple, for not working on any device that we have. Fuckers. Um, that's all we watched together, right? Mm-hmm. I have just two more quickly. Um, I watched Becky. Becky. Uh, this is a movie about a home invasion. It's a home invasion thriller like you've seen. I would say it's trying to be as intense as Green Room from a few years ago. Only it's, you know, not, not, well, number one, it's not nearly as good as that movie, but it's also just not quite as intense. But the hook of this is it's a young, like a 13 year old girl versus neo Nazis in the woods. And one of the neo Nazis is the King of Queens himself, Kevin James. And that's really weird. (laughs) Um, and he's playing it seriously, and the movie's playing it seriously. Joel McHale is in it as her dad, although not... It's also weird. Very weird. Oh, Joel! Joel he was in Psych the Movie too. as... Yeah. These are not... He's like are a two, ghost dad of... Uh, yeah, what's his name? A ghost dad. And I... Listen, I like Joel McHale a lot, um, and I think he can do... I've seen him do some other kind of different parts. These two particular things are not suited for... Uh, yeah, I feel like he needs to be a little bit choosier look, on the roles he's taking. And look, we're friends with Joel McHale, so 
in that we met him once. So <laughs> still there. So there, you know, listen, Joel. <laughs> um, so he's in it, but not that much. But it's Kevin James, and it's very, it's a strange, I, the girl's pretty good, and I can't remember who, her, she's actually been in some stuff, like one of those Annabelle movies, and she's been around the House on Haunted Hill TV series on Netflix she's on, I guess, which I have been wanting to watch, but I probably won't until October. Um, <laughs> um, so she's pretty good, and Kevin James is like, I would say he's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's and, and in fact, when he's supposed to be really like bad and evil and raises his voice, I think he's actually pretty good. And it's like, okay, well, I could see that. The problem is that like he's very soft spoken. Like it's intentional. Like he's soft spoken and he's a little bit crazy. And so there's a lot of the movie is just him being kind of how you normally kind of think of Kevin James on like the King of Queens. And that just, he's got a big swastika on his head, and it's just like, it's not, it doesn't really work. It's weird. And I understand there's a dynamic that they're trying to go for there, but I I would have preferred if he had just actually gone more the other way rather than using the persona, you know what I mean? Weird. I didn't, uh, didn't love that, but I mean, it's fine. It was like, uh, it was a new movie, so there you go. But it was okay. Is Becky the name of the girl? Yeah. Okay. Yep, she is. Um... The other thing I watched was, you know, some days, especially when the clock turns, the clock, the the calendar turn, turns over to new month, and there's new shit on, uh, you know, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, new movies, right? They cycle their movies through. Sure. Someone like you would know that. Yeah. Well, they do. And at the beginning of the month, you're, you know, like, I, I know, I always read the lists when they come out, like, a, a week before, like, what's going to be on Disney Plus or whatever, because, like, you know, I'm like, I want to know what the new movies Nerd. are. Nerd. Right. But, you know, like, the Amazon list is always, like, of movies that come at the beginning of the month. They're always long, and there's always just, like, it's a bunch of random titles, and it's a lot of... I, I like Amazon Prime because they will throw in, like, eight... We can talk about one that's on there that relates to Rad. But, um, you know, just random shit that you... That it's not, like, a highlight. They're not, like, saying, like, hey, this movie's on here. Get excited. But I like looking through that because Amazon is beginning to understand what I tend to click on. Mm-hmm. So you say, oh, you liked... Uh, this uh, raw deal with Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, here's five more like it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, and so I watched uh, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. It's an 80s slasher film, but it makes more sense by its original title, but it bombed with its original title. Oh. So they changed it. But it, I mean, it was originally called Killbots. Oh. And that tells you exactly what it is. But see, it was the 80s and like slasher movies were doing better. So they change it to Chopping Mall, which makes it sound like there's a serial killer in a mall. False. When you said Chopping Mall, I was like, you were like, guess what it's about? And I was like, it's definitely about karate chopping in a mall. That would also be amazing. That would be the best. I was thinking like an Asian kung fu chopping mall. That's obviously that's best. That's what we're hoping for. Because you've been watching all sorts of that Jackie Chan. Lots. You've been on a Jackie Chan run, so like, oh my god, is this a Jackie Chan movie? Chopping mall. That I'm in. And listen, and well, and police story ends with a fight them in the mall. mall. So I was like, okay, that's. It's that. So, you know, it. yes, that would be the thing we want. Yes. But it wasn't that. It's the next best thing, which is, like, robots, robots that are... And they're not like, not like Westworld, like, realistic human robots. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, like, like, like a thing that looks like Johnny Five or Wally mm-hmm. with more like a rounded head and a laser eye, like a Cyclops uh, laser eye, like... I don't know. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I hate to interrupt you, but weren't we recently talking about robots... 
I'm always talking about no, robots. No, you were like, they should. I should make a, a screenplay or a movie about robots. And what was it? Oh, I don't know. It was a good idea. Now, no, it was a great idea. And, and, and then we were like, should they be humanistic robots? And I was like, no, it should definitely be like a boxy robot. Yeah, what was that? No, we studied it should be a boxy robot. Oh, what was that? Oh, Supreme Court robot. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was where, okay, so you know how the Supreme Court is like, you know, it's always a swing vote, right? Or we're thinking there should be a swing vote. Or there's four conservative, four liberals, and it's like, right now it's John Roberts. He's the only guy that's like, okay, is he gonna, I know he's a conservative, but maybe he's going to go the other way. Well, you don't know. Uh, but what if you just said, like, okay, fine, we're always going to have four liberals, we're always going to have four conservatives, and the ninth person will be a robot that can only think and like no emotion it has to interpret law exactly the way it can just take the data in and then like spit out like a decision right mm-hmm. so on ideologically divided cases your robot would be the thing that decides these things like mm-hmm. an analytic like an analytical robot but no but then we thought like okay so then but like humans write the algorithms you're right, and that would be and that would be the drama of the mm-hmm. show. Would be mm-hmm. like whenever the conservatives win, their liberals will be like, "Well, the algorithm's broken," and then when the other side wins, it's like, "Well, the algorithm's broken," <laughs> and so that's dr- drama for a whole season. Uh-huh. This is a TV, not a movie, a TV series, oh, seven yeah. seasons. Okay, seven seasons. And then, but I then I thought like, should it be a boxy robot? And I agree. Yes, that sounds amazing. Then yes. it would have to be more of a sitcom. I would feel like though, because like you just need a laugh track almost for such a scenario. But what I decided is like we we're trying to think was like, okay, it has to have an analytical mind. It can't have emotions. But does it need like a little chip like Data in Star Trek, where like he can have a little bit of a personality and he's a little sassy when he's like interacting with RBG or something? A sassbot, like uh, what mo- what movie is that where there's a robot? A sassbot. You know, it talks back a little bit. They're flying in a th- in a thing, and then there's a robot. That's a, you're describing every movie with a robot. <laughs> no, it's a movie we watched in the last couple of years. It's not like Gal. It's not like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's in that realm. Well, and there's a big robot, and he ends up dying, and he saves it, but he kind of back talks a little bit. Well, that's in like Rogue One. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and Rogue, in IG yeah. Eleven, I guess a little bit in Rogue Mandalorian. One. Must be Rogue One. I'm yeah. Well, you're d- literally. I'm sorry to just tell you this, but you're literally describing almost every movie so with a robot. That you're talks. literally describing every robot that's a little bit sassy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, Supreme Court robe or justice, Supreme Court uh, robot robot justice or something. Oh, yeah. Such a good idea. Okay, by the way, we before we talked about this, we trademarked this shit. So if anybody on the internet tries to steal this idea, fuck you. We did the paperwork, so don't try it. Unless you just want to give us 20% royalties, Yeah, well, baby. you come talk to us. If you can get Richard Schiff on that show, fuck yeah. He could be, one, he could be the... the you know, one of the Supreme Court justices. I think he could be like the scientist that's always like exasperated. It's like, no, listen, it's not, it's not, it's not a liberal robot. It's like, it's not a conservative robot. It's a robot. And he'd just be, <laughs> a, he'd just be upset the whole time. And that would be perfect right in the zone for him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So good. <laughs> what was I anyway, talking about? Chopping mall. Chopping mall. <laughs> well, you know, it's your standard uh, movie where uh, some security forces that are robots you know they go haywire Fuck yeah. and they end up uh, killing teenagers and of course so you know it's it, it's set up like a slasher because there's a uh, eight there's four four men or four teenage boys four teenage girls 
you know, three and three and three of them have sex. Well, you know, all the all those people are going to die. You have sex in a slasher movie. So there's a slightly nerdy dude and a slightly like not slutty uh, chick, and they're of course going to be the ones that live to the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and but I mean, it's funny because it's like they look. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just like this Johnny Five roller. I mean, there's no there's no scare involved mm-hmm. in this. It's just a robot roaming around the mall, um, and you're worried because like in the beginning, like the first. It kills off, like, the tech, you know, first. The first, the techs that are supposed to be controlling them or whatever. And it's, like, it, like, sticks a little hand out, and it just, like, bops them in the neck a little bit in the back. And it's, like, a little bit of blood, and you're just like, well, this is how they're going to kill people. Like, this is not going to be a good movie. This is not horrifying at all. They're all boop, dead. Well, and sure enough, like, the second person to go on the... Well, then a janitor gets electrocuted with, like, actual, like, electrical animation yes, all over him. yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, and then a laser uh, explodes one of the girls' heads. And so that's pretty good. Sure. Because the lasers sure, are sure. shooting everywhere. Um... That being said, you know, after the, it kind of peaks at the head explosion, honestly, and that's pretty early. The ones that some of the deaths afterwards are a little bit like, oh, I got hit in the chest. One girl gets set on fire. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're enjoying all this female violence. Well, it's so alarming. Yeah, the girls get they get it worse. There was like that's true. The girls got the head explosion and the, the set on fire, and there's well, and there's just like all three of the women are nude in the movie too at the beginning oh, for sure. no reason because it's the 80s right yeah um yeah it's okay okay <laughs> it's got i kind of like chopping mall it's a, it's a catchy title it's like 74 minutes i mean i was it was like oh it's over <laughs> like, in and out <laughs> i mean it's it's done quick so chopping mall meets supreme court robot i like supreme court robot i meant to talk more about chopping mall but then we spent all that time talking about our show that we definitely trademarked don't steal it unless we you definitely that was basically a pitch yeah, it's ours. Yeah. It's, it's a good be, idea for a show. Be, it's fucking going to be great. <laughs> I'd watch that show. I'd watch it every week and then rewatch it. It'd be like Boston Legal, but with a robot I'd in watch it live, and then when it went on Hulu, I'd be like, better watch it again. Yep. <laughs> Got to get that nuance. Yep. Maybe we'll like add a hatch or something just to keep the mystery going or something. I don't know. All right. So that wraps up what you've been watching. Sure. We're 30 minutes in. <laughs> well, of course we are. <laughs> Which leaves us... Maybe, hopefully, enough time to unpack Rad. Mm-hmm. Rad is a movie that came out in 1986. Right. What do you remember about Rad? Nothing. This is a movie that is uh, was off my radar. Uh, we had, when we started this podcast a couple of years ago, uh, I think, you know, I maybe heard about it, but not remembered that I heard about it. Sure. So I was at work, and I was like, yeah. hey, guys, I started a podcast, and uh, one of my friends, Chris, was like, oh, back my God. Back when you went to work. Yeah, back when I, like, got, <laughs> worked in an office. Where I put, like, shoes on and pants. It's been months. Real pants. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> curled my hair. Things of this nature. Yeah. Anyway, my friend Chris was like, oh, my God, you have to put rad on there. And I was like, what is rad? Mm-hmm. And then I'd, like, pretend to write it down. And then finally, like, the third time you told me, I finally told you and i was like oh yeah i've got to add rad to the list and you were like what's that yeah it was um it's a little bit and so that here's the problem we uh, growing up in our age bracket uh in the 90s especially and especially when our movie watching kind of starts happening when we're a little bit older outside of you know kid movies we're in the dvd age right Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just our age, you know. We had VHS when we were a little bit younger. Oh yeah, we rented VHS. Oh, for for, for sure. sure. And you know that lingered, right? But 
when you're kind of even backtracking on movies that maybe you'd seen when you're on TV or on when you rented at the v- for a VHS, you're thinking about DVD time. And Rad has never really been on DVD. It has not. There's been officially some been on DVD. Foreign, you know, overseas ones or bootleg ones. People that have made it from the VHS tape. And every, you know, we brought it up and it's like, oh yeah, this is like this cult classic and you look it up and it's like not available to rent digitally. Uh, at one point it was online, but whenever, you know, it was not, not on you, you know, you know, some things are just on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when we checked a couple different times, it wasn't, and it was just like, okay. And then finally they did, you know, I remember last year they announced that they were going to finally put it out on digital, put out a special edition Blu-ray, and I was like, okay, well, when it comes, it comes, and then... Here we are. So now it's available. Yeah. DVD came out in May. You can rent it. We rented it on uh, just Google, and it's like four bucks. And I mean, goddamn, there's be- there are worse ways to spend four dollars. I'll tell you that. I believe we went for the SD, not the HD. We didn't go with HD because I mean, I don't know. There were what? a few times when it got a little fuzzy where I was like, yeah. maybe we should have paid that extra dollar. There was a discussion of whether we should just buy it outright. I know. Um, so they need, to, I feel like they need to give you an option. Mm-hmm. If you're going to rent a movie for four or five bucks and to buy it is 13 or 14 or 17, I feel like by, at the end of it, it should be like, did you like this enough to buy it? And then you should at least get your rental credit towards your purchase. I don't. I don't like buying digital things. I know. You like to have a hard copy. You are a you are a person who likes to touch what you I own. I own exactly one digital movie, and that was because I wanted to watch Onward before it went to Disney Plus like a month later. And I was like, well, fine. I'll just... Because I couldn't rent it. I was like, you own it when you rent it for this price? I'm like, fine. I, now I own Onward on digital cloud somewhere. I don't know. But I'm see, I'm frustrated by that because while we have Disney Plus and all of the Pixar movies are on there, mm-hmm. some of that shit gets moved and they take yes, it, it off. We, they hasn't, those movies haven't left yet. But then I also have a shelf of like mostly Blu-rays of Pixar movies, a few just DVD lingers that I haven't upgraded. And I don't, I don't listen, I liked Onward. Mm-hmm. If, if in a Kids normal, liked it, yeah. normal circumstance, we would have been to the theater and saw it and I would have bought the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And now I have this digital copy somewhere and it's also on Disney Plus. Like, what am I... I can just watch it on Disney Plus now, and here's this other thing. And it didn't come with bonus features. I don't like it. It's so bullshit, when you tell yeah. me that, I'm just like, I'd rather just, like, let's see if I like it. And then, yeah, okay, if I have to spend a few extra dollars, I'll buy the DVD or Blu-ray of Rad, and that'll be the end of it. Yep. So, that's all that. <laughs> that's all that. So, before we talk about the movie... Okay. Since we didn't either of us watch it growing up, mm-hmm. we have nothing to remember. Mm-mm. So, skip that segment. Yep. Let's move on to High Stats. High Stats. So, Rad is a movie that opened on March 21st, 1986. Mm-hmm. I was three years old. Yes. Good math. Good math. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was directed by Hal Needham. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a guy. He's made some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Written by a couple people, starring Bill Allen, Lori Laughlin. Yep. Oh, house, <laughs> She's college. in trouble. Naughty, She's in trouble. Uh, some other people who's who I don't recognize. Talia Shire. A Ray lot of Walston. I would imagine real BMX bikers. Yep. Yep. That's a um, thing. Perfect running time. Ninety-one minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, the estimated budget for this movie was three million dollars. Wow, that's pretty low. At, for eighty six, I for this type of movie for eighty six, I'd say that's a, quite a bit of money actually. And the box office crushed it with two million. Hmm. Oh, but apparently rented well. It rented very well. It, VHS. That's the thing that's odd is that it, a movie that rented so well or has this following 
never made it to DVD, and that could be a rights issue of the studio. Uh, who knows? But uh, but yeah, odd. Mm-hmm. An odd. There's a lot of you know. This is a time period where a lot of movies get. I mean, we still. There's a lot of movies out there that are still not not out on like. Uh, even I mean they're not on DVD. They never mm-hmm. made it to DVD, and now they're not on Blu-ray or HD. I mean, some of them are finally going to streaming platforms and Amazon and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean the fact that we had to wait till 2020 to watch Rad easily is strange. 34 years later, yeah. yeah. It's so uh, now you got an email. You did reach out to your friend who kept bothering you about yeah. this. So maybe you did they said have a memory of the movie? Yeah, I was like, dude, what do you remember? Okay. What was your favorite part? Yeah. And uh, Chris says, oh man, just seeing this. Okay. He says, I just remember loving that it was called Rad. Yep. And the main character's name was Cruz. Now, is the main character's name Cruz? No. I gotta look this up. <laughs> I feel like the main character name is Crew. Crew. C-R-U. I wrote Crew. it down. I can't remember. It yet. is. I'm looking it up. Okay, great. Okay, Crew, which is is a pretty cool name. Mm-hmm. Back then, a bike meant freedom. So mm. I would ride over to my friends, and we would watch it while drinking a giant Mountain Dew. Doesn't get more rad than that. True. I mean... Back in the 80s, a bicycle as a kid was freedom. You could, I mean, even with my overprotective parents, we could ride a few miles away from yep. home to, like, the local little supermarket thing. Yep. Convenience. So we went Circle K. store, yeah. We went Circle K. And there was a card store next block yes. over. Yeah. Ours was called R&B. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a snow shack right nice. on the corner of it. Nice. Store did burn down eventually because <laughs> you know that's what happens. And I remember biking there and, and being able to take like seventy five cents and get like like a few pieces of candy. They yeah. have like five cent candies and they'd have those like straws of sugar candy mm-hmm. and bikes. That was it was freedom. However, yeah. our family did not get into this whole BMX biking thing. Oh. The closest thing to BMX biking we got was. Taking a clothespin with a card out of a, a deck of cards and clipping it on the spoke so it would go... Nice, yeah. Sound like a motorcycle. Um, I'm glad you brought all this up because it makes me uh, feel good about... Uh, yeah, I would drive, I would ride my bike and it was, it was about a mile. Yeah, about a mile down to the Circle K. Yeah. And you ha- it was... You, I, I'm actually surprised because they let me do it when I was pretty young. And I actually, the school, or my elementary school was another couple blocks mm-hmm. from the Circle K. Mm-hmm. And my old, maybe my fourth and fifth grade years, I'd ride my bike to school. I, I think. Uh, yeah. For when it was nice, I think I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe just fifth grade. I can't remember. But, I mean, you've been on that road. It's, it's a fucking busy road. It's kind of busy, right? I'm always a little bit surprised now. And it's busier now because there's more people, I guess. Sure. But even then, it was like, what the fuck? Like, they just yeah. let me do this whenever. And I wasn't wearing a fucking helmet when I was in fifth grade or whatever. Well, shame on you. We wore helmets. I, I mean, I feel like I did for a while. I, I don't remember. Um, I had a helmet. Maybe I had a helmet. I can't remember. Um, I feel like I'm a kind of, I mean, I've been afraid of everything for you so did, many you years. You probably definitely had a, had a helmet and it was like covered in like a cloth covering. That's how our helmets were. They weren't cool helmets. They were like definitely full styrofoam, and they had this like stretchy cloth that went over it. But I remember going down to the Circle K, and well, number one, we used to have, and my I should have actually talked to my brother before we recorded this because he probably he was really into bikes when when I was too young for it. Yeah, he's the right age. He knows more about. We had before it was developed. We had an area in our in our neighborhood, like the next neighborhood over, was 
it was jumps like they they because there was a yes. bunch of dirt and crap yeah. kids made little jumps and stuff like they made a little BMX track or whatever and my brother he, he had a when he was the right age there was a really cool one mm-hmm. and then it got developed and then after that like the one that I kind of had wasn't as cool mm-hmm. like it just because it, it was in a different spot or whatever so we didn't have that so we'd go yeah you go to the Circle K mm-hmm. you go to the cart a little bit older I'd go to the card store but the Circle K I mean the thing I remember about that it was just it was a dangerous road and it was like I was never like a great bicyclist so <laughs> and, I, and I got and I was trying to think about that when I was like making shady comments about the people in this movie uh-huh. but I was never like I mean the, the most I was able I mean you could do like a little jump with your front wheel right mm-hmm. and you could ride when you're going fast without your hand, hands on the handlebars right but I just remember like when I go down to the Circle K it was during that time when like Sprite was like one in four if you bought a bottle of Sprite one in four of those, you get a free Sprite under the bottle cap. You've been a soda drinker yeah. for so long. And here's the thing. I never liked Sprite all that much. I'm definitely more like a Coca-Cola person, right? Yeah, you are. But Sprite, you could like just flip the bottle over and you could see if it was a win. Because it was before there you was could codes. See through. Yeah. You but could it was, see and then you just give them the cap, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I always had fucking caps. I was like, one of two. One, one, in, it was a one in four. I was at least one in two getting free fucking Sprite, right? <laughs> but she didn't even really like it. It was, no, it's pretty, I mean, soda is still pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite. You dork. But I liked basketball and all the basket, all the commercials were spread about famous basketball players. Nice. You know? True. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I don't care if I, even if I didn't like it, I'm not going to like admit that as a fifth grader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, Sprite's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that, but then I remember also like you would get like a Sprite or if you got like maybe two for wait later the next day, right? Or, and you get maybe some candy or something like that. Yet I got a bag, right? Well, I was never a good enough bicyclist because it was like, okay, well, I gotta carry this fucking bag and I gotta cross this kind of dangerous road. Like, there's a lot of cars coming by, so you'd hang, you know, sometimes you'd hang it on your handlebar, your little grocery sack, but then it was like slamming against your leg because it's like two two twenty ounce soda bottles or whatever. And God, if you got like a one liter or something like that, I mean, forget it. That's just a hazard. You needed a little basket on. your I bike. I did need a basket on my front of my bike, <laughs> um, and I was just like. But I mean, still, I thought it was pretty cool because I was like, I got Sprite. I mean, you crossing a busy road. You could have even like worn a backpack, or in those days, even like a big fanny pack. I don't know why I did. You know, this is an interesting thought. A backpack would have done it. Why didn't I wear a backpack? Were they not? Was I not allowed to in the store? No, I'll tell you why. Because to wear a backpack on a bicycle would mean you'd have to wear two straps on your back. And listen, in middle nope, school, nope. Nerdville, nope. you ain't wearing those two straps. Yeah, hanging on one shoulder or get the fuck out of here. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, yeah. I get it. I get it. So, I'm just, what I, this is all around about saying of like, had I seen this movie when I was eight or nine, I feel like it would have been fucking great. Yep. But I didn't see it then. Yeah. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit skewed, but I, I, I can see the appeal. I can see why a certain age kid, a boy, mm-hmm. especially, because, I mean, a lot of girls ride bikes and do jumps and like that, but like the culture of the '90s, it was like all the boys are going to jump 80s. their yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. bikes and shit, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. Like, this would have been like a, a, a seminal movie if mm-hmm. I had seen it at the time, but I don't think I did. There you go. So now what are we gonna talk about? We talk about Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the actual movie. The actual movie. So there's a kid. Who is pretty good at riding a bike? And the opening of this movie is like a little montage of like cool guys on bikes. Yeah, so and, many cool bike tricks. And 
here's the thing. I don't mean to throw shade, but it seems like a lot of the tricks mostly just involve hopping on one wheel over and over again. Like leaning forward <laughs> right. onto the front wheel mm-hmm. and lifting the back up and then just going up and down. Hop, 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 And I'm hop, not hop. saying it's not hard. Yeah. It looks very hard. But after a while... It looks very lame. Well, right. I'm just like, okay, well, what else you got? <laughs> like, I, I got don't know. it. You're jumping on one tire. And what's funny is when this, they were doing this montage, the kids were like, oh, that's cool. And then they were like, hey, they're not wearing helmets. That's not safe. <laughs> right. They can crash and, and blow their head up. Our five year old uh, daughter, when she saw them hopping, she's like, hey, they're dancing with bikes. And I was like, Yes, you get it, girl. Which she wasn't paying attention later in the movie when I, what I feel like is maybe one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. She wasn't actually paying attention during when that. They were which literally, act, they were literally at a dance with their bikes. Dancing we'll with bikes. talk about it because it. I, I mean, honestly, the movie ended for me when that scene was over. It peaked. <laughs> like, Definitely peaked at that because point. that was everything to me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when they put together the trailer for iTunes and for this thing, that sequence is highlighted, and it's because I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, but Before yeah. we get to that dance, though. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we inter- we're introduced to Gru. Gru? Like the Crew. Despicable Me guy? Think Cruz. Crew. C-R-U. Crew. Not the Despicable Me guy. No. Right. He's a paper boy. Yeah. And, like, there's, a, like, a lineup of, like, other kids. Like, oh, I gotta get the papers out. There's, like, three kids they are delivering brought to you by USA Today. And it's you. I mean, it's so hilariously, like, they... They, this was a sponsored thing. Oh, for sure. Because they're all, it's very prominently featured, and so is 7-Eleven all over this yeah. movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was, and by the way, I was a Circle K kid in my town, and we had a 7-Eleven, but the 7-Eleven, here's the thing, was a little bit too far away to ride on my yeah, bike. Yeah, we didn't, I mean, Circle K was way, no. We would do it, but then we had to know, we had to have an extra time because you would have to, because I'm not going to carry a Slurpee. While riding, again, I'm not a great bicyclist. Yeah. So you got to you have to commit the time to be like, okay, if we're going to Seven Eleven, we have to sit there and have the Slurpee right there. We yeah. can't ride our bikes with it. You know what I mean? I had a friend who was a little bit closer to that, and that was okay. But anyway, the Circle K was shadier for oh. us because it's a gas station versus we went to like a convenience store that didn't have gas. Well, they both had gas, the 7-Eleven and the I know, but like Circle K and 7-Elevens were a little bit, sh- they're I little, mean, they attract well, as an some adult, shady characters. When you go into one of these places, you're just like, I've been in here. Like, do I, and I'm like, is it different now? Or is it like, is it always been the same like creepy dudes in here? Creepy, shady, <laughs> a little scuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's me, by the way, because sometimes when I go in, again, I haven't been anywhere in months, but sometimes when I go to a gas station, I don't go into the store hardly at all but sometimes you're just like you're in need of a drink but you don't want like a fountain drink and i'm that guy with my beard with my scruffy face and i'm just like like staring at all the beverages for several minutes yeah, like what do i want and i'm, like, I'm want? probably what that creepy guy i'm just like yeah i'm just always just looking at the same shit i'm like do i want this coffee no thing? i'm thinking more like meth heads who are like getting <laughs> a pack of cigarettes because they're getting cigarettes not meth or from behind stealing the place. sodas yeah <laughs> anyway um, so they're delivering some newspapers. And and he's trying to make a good time, right? Which mm-hmm. I, is fun. And it's a sequence of, you know, and it it reminded me of that video game, Paperboy, honestly. It was just a bunch of, like, you ever play that video game? Yes. Yeah. I remember that game. Um, odd, though, because he is delivering papers to, it doesn't, it seems inefficient. Because he's, like, handing a paper to, like, the fire truck with their, like, the guys on the fire truck, mm-hmm. they're like, woo, like, like they're the, going. the sirens are going. Yeah. It's like, you know, they don't have time to read that right now. Like, can you just go drop or it maybe off at the station? Doing like a, every day they do a morning drill 
And so it's part of his route. I don't think that that's a good thing to do. I agree. And then, like, another... Oh, the, is it the garbage man? He, yep. like, hands one, too? Like, you can't read no, that while you he you're... doesn't hand it to the garbage... Well, he does hand it to the garbage truck. And then he also rides the garbage truck sure. lifter over a big, big giant fence. The front lifter, yeah, and he yeah. rides it over. That's actually a pretty good little uh, yeah. thing. And then, of course, he, like, knocks over the coffee of a businessman who will become a very important character yep. in this movie. Yeah. Um, but then he misses, he gets to the place, like the last store or whatever, and he's missed it by some time. And that's by like five minutes. But see, that's a sequence that we know is going to come back later because he's going to have to do some kind of like makeshift training. Guess what? It's going to be involved in that paper yep. Uh, route. Yep, yep, yep. Now, the premise of this movie is uh, the townsfolk, the, the people who run the town, have attracted this nationally televised event, Events, yeah. Kill Track. And they've Hell developed track. Hell Track. Hell Track. Kill Bots. That's what I have in my head. <laughs> Hell track. Hell track. And they're they're really talking it up. It's like, oh god and then like the hell track people are like, Oh my god, this is like you've made an amazing this is great. Like we've never seen a better thing. We're so excited about this. You've done an incredible job or whatever. And then like they're having this council meeting or whatever with the other business all, people. All this side of the plot yeah, it's, is confusing. It's, and I'm a grown ass adult <laughs> and I'm confused. I'm like, who are these people? Right. What are they talking about? What the fuck is happening? And I'm a 36-year-old woman. Now, I can't imagine being a 10-year-old boy and being like, oh, this is a good part of the movie. Well, and it it, it it's... So, there, it seems great, right? And I then, guess. I and then, don't know. And then this lady always her hands like, well, what about the what about the local kids who ride their bikes? And they're like, well, what do you mean? Well, this is like a professional competition. It's like, well, if they come in... I, I'm not. I'm not there, sure. No, she was all like, "The boys in our town are going to feel bad that they can't ride on this fancy new track." Mm. Okay, so then they decide. They're like, "Okay, well, why don't we come up with like whoever boy can run a qualifier, and if they can make it into the hell track, mm-hmm. they get ten thousand dollars." I was like, "Holy shit! This 10, is ten thousand bucks. What a great qualifies. What a great organization. Like That's they're a letting, lot of money. Well, first they were like." He mouthed like twenty, and the guy was like, "Nah, we'll do 10. The money thing in this movie—all the money is very odd. It's confusing. <laughs> Where's the money coming from? And it, it was sponsors. Like, it's a big. Well, it's a big thing. It was confusing because at first they were talking about building the track, so they, they they're like, "Oh, this is going to be good for basically oh. the economy because they're going to build the track." And it's well, right? And it's all right. And uh, but it's also confusing because it's like predating the word sponsors when it comes to the writers. They're not being called sponsors. Well, they are a little bit. They are at the end. But they also are calling it like their what is the my word? My factory. That, yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I kept losing my mind with that. Lori like, Lawson what are you talking about? like, oh, my factory. Da, 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 da. And we're like, right. factory. Oh, you're... So, I mean, these professional writers come in. We only really know one because the kids the grew... Crew? Crew! <laughs> it's not that hard. They're reading a magazine they see Bart, who's like the big famous oh, guy. He's number one in the country. So we know that there's some real famous BMXers coming yes. into the town. Yeah. And one of and so there's like a parade to welcome them or whatever. And, and this whole event. And there's a group. Off. There's a two. There's the Bart guy who's a blonde. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he's like a Johnny from uh, Karate Kid. Totally right. Same kind of vibe. Two twin dudes mm-hmm. that are also writers. Mm-hmm. But they're twins. And then uh, some miscellaneous uh, girls mm-hmm. that are just there to ride. And then Lori like Laughlin. Yeah. And then Lori Laughlin is part of the group, but she's a writer. She's considered, like, the number one uh, female writer in the world. But she's only there not to compete in Kill Track. Hell Track. Hell Track. Hell Track. <laughs> she's only there to, like, uh, like I don't know, be there? I don't know. No, she only goes for trophies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck. And fun, Again, I was so confused. She's number one because uh, she paid someone off. 
to get into the college. Yeah, because she's a cheater. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> allegedly. Did she get convicted? I think yeah, she got convicted. She fucking got time. Yeah. Did she? she go to jail? Five, like so. five days. Yeah. Um, she didn't get to do that last season of Fuller House, though. So oh, burn. Burn. Um, Grew, crew, 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 uh, meets, uh, Lori Laughlin at the parade. He's smitten, right? That's mm-hmm. it. He's got a younger, the younger daughter, or not younger daughter, younger sister. She had an interesting name, didn't she? I can't remember it now. It's like a boy's name, a traditional boy's Wesley? name. Wesley? Wesley? I want to say. Mm, I don't know. She's, uh, she reminded me of the younger, uh, sister in One Crazy Summer. Yeah, Wesley. Because she's mouthy. And she's like, someone was mouthing off to her or whatever and he's, she's like get out of town jack Which yeah like. she's she's hilarious yeah she's pretty good in the movie uh we get a sequence where this uh motorcycle cop with the mustache of uh r.i.p uh wilford brimley who died this week oh what yeah he died not, i've been off the, the and mi- and not from diabetes no i don't know if he died from diabetes what but, um yeah, he's, he's gone uh, so he's a bike, uh, cop, motorcycle bike cop, and we get a long sequence where, because these guys, listen, we're supposed to, like, think that Cruise is good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a nice guy, but they're, I mean, they're breaking and entering, and they're riding their bikes in all sorts of places, and the cop chases them through a lumberyard. Listen, they could really get hurt in this lumberyard, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's doing some pretty sweet jumps on the logs, and that's a pretty good little sequence. I mean, it is, and then a couple of them, it looks like it, it looked like it was really, he's riding over all these logs, like, like bumpy, bumpy, right. and it looks hard, but then you're like, this is not, doesn't look that impressive. And then he, like, like is able to, like, he blocks the cop in with a fence or whatever, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't realize there's a fence, and he jumps over the fence, and they're like, ah stupid cop, or whatever, and, like, the here's cop the thing. knows them. It's I know. So, it's so weird. Which is weird, though, because it's like, you know, he's on a motorcycle. Like, he could probably double back and catch up with you guys in about 30 seconds. Yeah, when they're he's on the highway, he could just go 70 right. miles an hour and Now, what did you. you think about, before we get into my favorite uh, scene in the, on the planet, um, what did you think about the main Gru's, Gru? What's his name? What the hell is your problem? Actor's name. What's the actor's name? Oh, the actor's name of Crew is Bill Allen. What did you think about this guy? Uh, I don't want to be an awful person, but, uh... Okay, I will be, so okay. it's okay. Um, he reminds... It's not that he necessarily looks like... He He reminds me of Eddie Redmayne in that I just want to punch his face. <laughs> That's a lot nicer than what I was going to say. Okay, he's just got a punchable face. Does, don't you think it's a little bit like he smiles and you're just like... Here's what I'll say. Okay. I, I've, I saw an interview with him, like, five years Does ago. Does he have a punchable face now? N- no, I'd say he's he's a lot more, like, normal looking now. Here, uh-huh. I'll show you a picture. He just, like, looks like a man now. He looks like a man, yes. But before, he's he was kind of not cute. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say that without being a total it, asshole. It kind of looks, he's got, like, this, um... His, he's got weird eyes. They're really close together, kind of. I think he could have played, like, Pinocchio. Look. You know what I mean? He's got a he look. looks a little like he's made of wood. Just, <laughs> I want to say a lot of terrible things. I just want to punch him in the face. But I guess what I do like is that he doesn't look like your typical hero character. No. He I, just looks like almost like a regular, not a, a 10 out of 10 attractive I guy. I would imagine they had to get someone who like kind of knew how to ride a bike, too, right? Is that the idea? Or did he not? Did he have a stunt person? I, who knows? Because Lori Laughlin, we'll get to it, definitely oh, yeah. had a stunt person. Oh, man. Um, 
so you know there's obviously there there's some the 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 business guy he becomes very apparent that he's just a greedy business asshole and Bart it seems like he's kind of an asshole like he's too cool he's, he's the best so guy he's so hot and he's the, so cool the twins are definitely assholes right so there's this setup already of like any kind of outsider coming into this thing like fuck you we have our own little group right yeah so we go to this <laughs> again this whole town they've had a parade for the people i get that and then the next event is like a dance and it's like a prom yeah it's like a dance but adults event. are there like the 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 business people are yep. there they're like, oh, great events, Dan. I think they're drinking alcohol, it looks like. Well, but they it's in spike a, it, yeah. But it's in, like, a gymnasium. Yeah. It's like a school dance. It's a school dance. But it's like a community dance. Right. Um, so the, the, the Bart and the other guys are wearing what I would only describe as, like, space suits. Yeah, they look like Star Trek jumpers. And they're doing, like, a dance routine, just dancing on yeah. feet. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, all very 80s, and we're enjoying that. I mean, the Bart that. guy's not wearing the Star Trek thing. He's the Bart not. guy's wearing a green blazer. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Bright green blazer. Yep. With a yellow tank top and white pants. like it. He looks good. It's a look. I'm gonna wear that for Halloween one year. I like it. It's pretty good. Um... But then we get to oh my god, Lori well, Loughlin. Hold on, hold on. Okay, one comment. So these old white men again. I don't understand this whole part of the fucking plot. Mm-hmm. They're watching this Bart guy dance, who's basically grinding on one of the girls, mm-hmm. and he's like, one of the old guys is like, oh man, is there anything that kid can't do? <laughs> uh, what? Well, I mean, you're just what? <laughs> What the fuck is happening in this movie? I, I like that. It was a oh my great God. comment. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is all building up, like, and all that's pretty great, right? Like, this is very eighties. We got some great costumes, oh, mm-hmm. some inappropriate comments for some old men in the thing to some high school kids. I don't know if they're I mean, maybe they're meant to be nineteen. I don't know. Our main character crew is seventeen, going on eighteen, maybe about to graduate, right? Because mm-hmm. he's having a conflict with his mom. About taking the SAT is the same day as this uh, qualifying heat or whatever. Yep. And so, oh, I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, Lori Laughlin. Yes, and Becky. She comes out. Like She's outside the thing. He's got his bike. And he's doing some spins. He's impressing some, some people some outside, tricks, right? Some little jumpy She's jumps. like, hey, why don't you come in here and we'll do a little, a little thing. And then, I mean, oh, my God. It's so great. It is everything you want from a movie set in the 80s with, like, bicycles in it. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, an actual, like, dance routine with slow-mo and, like, posing. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty convinced that uh, when Will Ferrell and all those folks made Blades of Glory, where they were doing the ice skating routine, Mm -hmm. they weren't actually inspired by ice skating. They saw this performance. They saw this, and this is what it is. Because there's, like, similar, like putting your feet up and your hands down, like, posing. Like, like squatting on the seat. Yeah. And, like, putting your arm up and striking a pose, and then and it's like, slow-mo rolling, the bike is slow-mo rolling by. Or the wheel is spinning slow-mo, and you're posing, oh, looking yeah. at the camera or off, slightly off camera. And then we get lens flares oh, off of the fuck. bike and around the bike. And the song is, like, all of this music is pretty great. Like, mm-hmm. it's very classic bad 80s pop but this is like a song that was, it's Send Me an Angel, 
which is, I mean, it's a song that was on all the time. It was an actual legitimate hit. Yeah. And I know the song really well. And I was like, oh, fuck, they used this song during this? Yeah. This um, is the greatest sequence in 80s, I'll 80s play, movie I'll history. play a small clip, which is just the music, but their dancing is happening during it. Okay. Are you ready? We're going to have to pay for this. <gasps> what? <laughs> Send me an So, uh, by the way, if we're not going to pay for that, and if you try to get us, we will, like, we don't have any money. So. We broke. But but you guys, buy it. Everybody should buy that song. Oh, hell yeah. Telling people to buy it. It's a great song. I love it. So, I mean, that's the song, and you got Lori, and so then in the wide shots, when it's not posed, Lori Laughlin, this is the first, Mm -hmm. and she's got a few sequences where she's riding her bike or whatever, but. Uh, it's very clearly like a man. Oh with yeah, not a great Aunt Becky hair, uh, wig. No, it's, it's it's bigger than it needs. It doesn't to be. even look like a female wig. It <laughs> looks like a David Bowie mullet wig that's yeah. brown. It's pretty good. But it's like the bangs are like almost like it's not good. I suspect it's because they needed to have something big enough to cover her. Like you don't want his face to appear, right? You don't want the stubble to be popping out, right? Uh, it's so bad. And then even, like, the stunt double's feet are huge. <laughs> They're, like, fucking size 14 feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's so bad. I I mean, I enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, it should be noted that Aunt Becky looks like early Full House Aunt Becky. Oh, yeah. looks exactly how you think she looks, right? Yeah. Um, and so... She does have bigger hair, I guess, a little bit, but not that much. No. And so every time that there's like a stunt that she's off, but I mean, don't get me wrong, they still made it so that like the pose shots, the slow mo shots are her. Yes. And it's set up. Oh, it's glorious. I mean, it's just so good. It's... Like, I want her, I, if, if I had seen this movie before she was on trial for cheating her kids into college, I'd be like, you know what? Just pardon her. Let it's her fine. Pass. She was in Rad, and it, like, come on. Like, she Full House, rad. I mean, listen, I watched, look, I watched all of Full House. Don't get me wrong. But, like, she's only one part of Full House. But she, her and this punchable face guy are the key elements of this sequence. And I just, I don't know. If I could have a, I don't have any wall space, but if I could have, like, a, I want a, an entire wall poster of just, like, the two poses of them. I'd have it in my my room, maybe over our bedroom, our bed. Oh my god! Is that what you don't you want it over your bed, just like that pose? Oh my god! You're hilarious. Maybe like one of those. You know how those uh oh, like those kind of pictures where the holographic ones. So if you look at it from one angle, it's like a spin of you know one angle, and you move it to the other side, and it's like another thing. So the wheel would be turning. That would be the giant one I'd have over our bed. Wow! It would be amazing, right? It's that good. I'm looking at a lot of these pictures, and yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. It's glorious. I mean, all all the most of the money went into this, right? Mm-hmm. This is it. This is this is where the budget went. That I guess on their development of Kill Track, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's almost hard for me to. I mean, I mean, the movie peaked for me. I was like, well, I mean, I'm enjoying some of this, but this not this dance sequence. That's for sure. Um, a couple things I'll note of. Mm-hmm. 
the conflict with the mom. Pay, stop looking at pictures. Pay attention. I engage. Just, I, I'm trying to find a good one of like the stunt double where it looks really bad, okay, so well, I'll stop. Over. You can do that later. Okay. The mom has a conflict with him. Obviously, you know, riding a BMX, like many professional sports, you know, there's not a guarantee you're going to have much uh, uh, success it's, in that. It's a hobby. It's right. not a. It's not a guaranteed career. Sure. And even if you do make some money out of it, it's not going to be a lifelong career. Because right. if you get hurt, that's it, right? And so what I appreciate about this movie is that there's a little bit of this conflict going on until she shows up at the first qualifying heat, sees him. Where he's already forged her her signature oh, yeah. that the little sister helped him forge. Because he couldn't do it. Yeah. Because the little, little sister's, sister's pretty cool. a pretty, pretty she, badass little girl. She's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, she's very mad. She's very upset. This thing gets resolved. This conflict gets resolved in like 20 seconds. I love it. Because yep. it's just like he says like, mom, I'll, cause Lori Loughlin already gives him the idea of like, you know, you can, uh, you cause can there's a romance. Six months off. I guess we skipped over the fact that there's a lengthy romance going on and they go to the river and Lori Loughlin's like, I've been all over the world, but this river is the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is Which the prettiest country I've ever seen. Seems like a stretch, but. It's kind of like how Aunt Becky was all like, I want to go back to Nebraska, San Francisco. Mm. I was like, all right, Aunt Becky, shush. Yeah, shut up. Uncle Jesse knew it sucked. Um, anyway, uh, it's resolved very quickly. He's just like, I'll take it I'll take it in six months. Like, it's fine. I can skip one year of college, and I'll still take the SATs, and I'll go. And she's like, okay. If you promise <laughs> to take him in six months. And it's like, oh, we're done with this? All right. It's <laughs> okay. the 80s. The mom was probably like, fuck yes, I'm not going to have to pay for you to go to college. Sweet. She's like, fine, great. Great. Okay. Um, and the other thing I'll note is, because we'll get into the confusing nature of uh, what happens with him being successful in this uh, competition. The bad guys really have a problem. The main guy has a problem with this local guy coming in and winning. And I don't know why. Because he's, he's fronting the money. So, well, there's a couple reasons why. Okay. But again, I'm confused. I don't totally <laughs> understand it. So there's a couple reasons why. Mm-hmm. One is he's fronting the $10,000 for a local person who qualifies. So he's going to be out 10000 Two, okay. if he, he... There's a line in the movie where he's he's yelling at crew and trying to convince him once he qualifies to throw the race. And he's then explains... Well, there's a meeting they have in a car, but we don't yeah. actually get to see that meeting. It cuts away, and you're like, yeah. well, wait, what the hell is going to happen in that yeah. meeting? And then we learn that he rejected the offer. Yeah, so he's trying... The The reason he doesn't want him to win is he's already bought all this merchandise featuring this Bart guy. But he's already really good. He's in magazines. How is that going to hurt he, anything? Because he's already invested so much on him being number one. So if he gets bumped from number one... On one competition, it's not going to cut you out. I, I know. If Serena Williams... I don't know. Is she number one anymore? Who's number one? It doesn't if matter. If Serena Williams loses one match, she doesn't just like drop down like, I well, know. no, she's number two in the world. That's not, that's not necessarily how it works. I know. It's not like a wrestling belt where you're I like, know. you have the belt. This is why I'm confused. Okay. This movie's confusing. So this he, part of the plot is stupid. So they go to great lengths to stop him from being because he is successful well that was the other thing that confused me we we go right into like this competition the qualifying run and they've been talking up kill hell track hell track jesus christ (laughs) They've been talking to Pelchuk. It's the great. It's, we've never seen a better course. Oh, it's the best race race track ever. And so they do these qualifying heats, and it's just like this is just like the town they with some like, flags up. They put up some cones. I mean, that's just like by the river. That's yeah. on the that's on the sidewalk. There's a hill. You're like, is this the track? So I was like, this 
this is that, this is not anything. This is fucking confusing. <laughs> right. So it turns out that's not hell track. We yeah. learned that later. It's just a homemade qualifying it's track. It's a core Yeah, right. So I but again, I don't know how this is going to be like how is that how is this course going to determine how he's going to perform well on a hell track, which is very different. I guess it really demonstrates how little you and I know about BMX. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's I mean, true. So that's yeah, that's well, a thing. Well, that's true. Um, but he they go to great lengths to stop him from doing this because of that reason. To the point where uh, it becomes an issue of like they cha- they keep changing the rules on him. And the, this is like kind of when this the secondary bad guy is more in the movie because he's like, oh, if you don't have a sponsor, no racy. And he's like, he says no racy like three times. Like he's really like. Loving the fact that he's calling it no racing. Yeah. In this character, I should look up the actor. Uh-huh. He looks like Sean Astin's great uncle. Okay. Yeah. And, and when he have, wears his sunglasses, mm-hmm. it really looks like an old Sean Astin. Then he takes his sunglasses off and it doesn't. But so he's that, a real slimy dude. That's where Rad comes in. They, uh, him and his friends decide to come up with their own sponsor. They mm-hmm. uh, get some money and they put together, it's called Rad Racing. They make a shirt, which is a shirt that I kind of want. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I told you I'd buy it for you. Yeah, I kind of want the shirt. Uh, and, you know, that seems like they've solved that problem. They have got they can sell shirts as long as they're some kind of business where they have a sponsor they can go. Well, then they show up again. They're just like, oh, we changed the rules again. Well, there's a new rule. You have to be a business that owns. That it has, has $50,000 in sales. And if you don't have that, then no racy. <laughs> and so they feel like they're in trouble this time, right? Well... This is where it gets real confusing to me because there's it's a meeting. Pointless. There's a meeting of the the town. They've decided that they like uh, crew and they want to help him. They want to get by him because he's a he's a gosh darn natural talent. And because uh, the one the guy that he knocked over the coffee with, he's he's been in, kind of cahoots with the main guy. He's I helped them. He's invested are. a lot of money, right? And so he's at this meeting, but other people are like, we got to help him. We got to get some money together. Mm-hmm. So they start like donating money. To rad racing. Mm-hmm. To try to get to that $50,000. And they get to the point of, like, they need 27000 more dollars. And the one guy who's been in cahoots with him, he doesn't like what's been going on. He doesn't like how he's been treating him, and he decides that he's going to help him. And it's insinuated that he gives $27,000, he himself, to rad racing. Now, the problem with all of this is, like, there's no entry fee. No. Is you have to have a sponsor that has fifty thousand dollars in sales. All of these people have businesses in town. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just be the sponsor? Yeah. The, the place he works at a burger shack. Yeah, could have be fifty thousand dollars revenue. Obviously, easily. the newspaper place. Definitely the fucking whatever the 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 gas station. I mean, any of these places could Are sponsor you, maybe him. Maybe the idea is that maybe because it's such a small quote unquote small town, none of them have fifty thousand dollars revenue. That can't. A sales. You're right because he said fifty thousand dollars in sales. Because people, the people who are employed at these, like th- that burger joint, has to make that much money because he's got like ten employees. You're yes. gonna generate fifty thousand dollars sales just to pay everybody. Yes. So it's as easy. And but yet, and then is it because they submitted now that their sponsor was Rad Racing, so they couldn't change it? Maybe that was a thing. It's stupid. It's annoying. Well, these plot. Oh, because he, by the way, we 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 skipped. He did. They give him the ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And that's how they spend money on their shirts and stuff like that. They spend the money to create this brand, right? $10,000. Yep. Uh, in 1986 terms, it seems like a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of college So tuition. maybe you're right. To which case, at the end, they'd be like, 
Well, fine, and then we'll just give them, like, fine, okay, we'll give them $50,000, and mm-hmm. then we'll just, you know, you can just give it back to us. Like, yeah. I don't understand, like, this is how a thing. He has to somehow invest all this money. But it doesn't matter because that guy who got the coffee knocked over gets to give the finger to the other bad guy at more than once. I don't understand what their relationship is. <laughs> and I was watching this movie. Yeah, you were watching this movie intently. Um, the other thing that I would say was like, this is just an aside. Mm-hmm. This bad guy is like many bad guys over the 80s, over the 90s. And the the crew gets disillusioned. He gets in a little fight with Lori Laughlin. It's just like money is the only thing that matters in this world, you know. And these people just have their money and blah, blah, blah. And it made me think, wow, what a... We... Movies have been trying to tell us the same thing over and over and over and over again. That we mm-hmm. shouldn't trust certain people. Mm-hmm. Certain people with a lot of money that think that they're... I'm just saying, like, here we are in 2020. I'm not going to get into details. But it's the same story, right? We keep it's a tale putting faith into time. people that are very clearly only in it to, to make money. And, and are often buffoons. Mm-hmm. And uh, make foolish decisions that we all pay for. Because we've chosen to believe that people with money but they still keep winning they still keep uh being in power and here we are here we are it's a tale as old as time we've been even in these silly bmx movie we're getting told this lesson like you don't need to buy into this horse shit no and yet here we always just buy into as a culture we buy into this horse shit we definitely repeatedly yeah it's a tale as old as time Mm -hmm. now we get to the climax of the movie he's qualified they get the money whatever uh, Bart, he the bad guy is so insistent on him losing that he's telling Bart to like and the two twins to knock him out of the race. Like, well, he's him. telling the two twins to knock him out right. and telling Bart he better fucking win. Mm-hmm. Like, you better the twins win. doesn't matter if you guys are third, fifteenth, who cares? Yep. So we get to the actual hell track, and hell track uh, is introduced to us first with. Uh, a sequence in which all 20 racers are introduced to us with their One full names. <laughs> at a time. One at a time. So I would assume that these are all real racers except for our main uh, guy. And that we're just like focusing on racers. Although there's one, like it's Hollywood something. And like the comment, like the commentary guy, the, the voiceover, you know, the uh, announcer, he, he biffs twice and it's always the same guy and I yeah. was wondering like is that guy a real guy and was he okay with being like the guy that wrecks because he's like oh there's there's Hollywood blah blah wrecking again or whatever yeah, what was that um so I thought that was odd so we got this long sequence where we introduce all these BMX bikers and then we see it's a very large uh ramp mm-hmm. like it's a super steep ramp and then it's more of what you would expect to see like at a BMX like course Mm -hmm. jumps hard turns you see i mean they still have these things right um and it looks like that uh one big notable difference in this one yeah a big 7-eleven ad on the uh sidewall but also more than anything oh yeah it was teased to us early in the movie when someone was eating these yep in a bowl oh yeah with the box next to it here's a giant bowl of it seems to be a cereal bowl yep with a spoon picking out, and they have to ride into the bowl and over the spoon, and on the side of it, it's kicks. And I'll tell you what, made me want to eat some it kicks. It works. That's exactly right. Like, even right now, I think I need to go add some kicks to a grocery order. Anybody who thinks that certain product placement doesn't work, or that it's annoying, 
I would say watch Rad and you tell me that you don't want a box, like a bowl of kicks after this movie. And, and part of it might be that you and I have not, we've kind of quit cereal oh God, for years. We'll get it as a special treat. So like any trigger of like fucking good cereal. And kicks is like, kicks, that was like a kid favorite. Kid tested, mother approved, I believe is what kicks was so in the commercials. Is that right? It's one of Because tricks are for kids. Yes. But I think kicks were kid tested, Mother yeah, approved or mother like tested one of those. Lower two. sugar. Yeah, less sugar, still sweet. Um, had a good crisp to it. Uh, you know, usually if you ate it at a decent pace, you'd still have some crispiness to it because the God. balls would. Mm. Uh, and then yeah. they came out with berry kicks. Oh, oh berry. So good. Excuse me. Berry, berry kicks. Oh, berry, berry kicks. And goddamn, those things were delightful. Do they I make berry, berry kicks now? Mm, yeah. Probably. Make sure that gets in the order for whatever day we're going to get that. And get like, get, don't, listen, when you do that order, don't. Put, listen, this is what you did. Our our youngest son likes pretzels a lot. And mm-hmm. he, it's like the one thing he just really likes. And, you know, they're not the healthiest thing in the world, but he likes them. Mm-hmm. And so you did an order and you put one bag of fucking pretzels in there. No. This is why I got to go in there and be like three bags of pretzels. So when you, I'm just saying, when you put the order in, you, you put, you don't put one box of Berry Berry Kicks down. You put like three boxes of Berry Berry Kicks Okay, but our down. fat asses don't need any more than that. Well, number one, you're more likely to get one, like, because, you know, we do these online orders or whatever and delivery or pickup. You're, if you put multiple ones down, you're telling the person who's shopping for you, is like, oh, this fucking person's serious about getting their kicks. We better at least get one. That's we got to get one kicks in Last this Last time I did person. that because we wanted to make Rice Krispie treats, mm-hmm. I still have, like, four bags of Rice rice Krispies. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Sometimes you just want, you need to have some Rice Krispies. There's nothing wrong with that. Cereal is, like, a special treat in our but, house. I mean, it's... Product placement works. So the kicks early in the movie works, but I'm telling you, even that giant bowl oh, in the yeah. course was... Every time they wrote it, I was like, I want a fucking bowl of kicks. Yeah. Now, the other thing was, and this is... I'm, I'm shocked by this, because you... We did some reading of some research or some IMDb trivia where they talked about uh, the the track they made, the hell track. Yeah. And you did. You were telling me about now, this. Now, again, this is not, this is, this is on the internet. It's like Wikipedia type level. We don't know. I didn't. Unverified. I didn't follow the sources on this story, Un- okay? Unverified. When I'm fighting with people about mask orders, I will follow the sources and give them real research. But when it comes to rad, I'm okay with reading the Wikipedia page, okay? Okay. Um, it said that all the writers could, nobody could, the professional writers they brought in, none of them could complete the 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 hell track without uh wrecking to which case i want to say uh, bullshit like bullshit right that's that sounds like a made-up fact that someone put on the internet i don't think it does i think what it, it says is that they made a racetrack that like is not defies functional? physics okay well like has a turn that you can't fucking okay, and maybe, complete and based maybe on that's the velocity true. and the turn. And they want it to be hell track and it's supposed to be impressive. Okay, yeah. but my argument here is you see this, other than the ramp and the kicks uh, bowl, the racetrack to me was, I would say, underwhelming. Mm-hmm. For something, you know, first of all, I mean, it's certainly better than the flags that were alongside the river at the town. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's better than that. And there is a ramp and there is this kicks bowl. But, I mean, the rest of it, I don't know. I was kind of anticipating more of like a a bigger jump opportunities. There's like a the big thing on this thing was like you had to ride up a ramp and there's like a little Very gap, steep increase. Yeah. And there's a little gap they have to jump over, and, and if you fall, like you're out of the race. 
and it's like a little hop, but it's not very um, dynamic. It's not like a big jump, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It doesn't. It's not. Ex- I don't know. And I was like, "This is the hell track. Like, we're excited about this." Well, he does do one where he flips all the way, yeah, around. That's something. Don't get me wrong. I just thought that it was not like. For a thing called Hell Track, I thought it, it would look harder. And I understand that it is probably hard, and I can't do it. But, you know, I need, you know, I need to see them doing some flips. I hear you. They had a, they went to a dance at a prom, and they were doing poses. This is what the level that I'm looking for. When I've already had, like, this level of, like, totally. look at this awesome guy on a bike. That's what I need. I need it to peaked. see someone yeah. slow-mo jumping through the air and, like, winning, not, like, going across the finish line at regular speed on a straightaway. Boring. I want to see him, like, jumping through the air, doing a flip over mm-hmm. the finish line, mm-hmm. the ribbon falling Throw on his face. Throw some fire in there yeah. something. Yeah. Now, does Bart... Bart... He seems to throw the race. No, he doesn't seem to. He definitely throws the race. So he he overhears the big bad guy right. just being a dick. And I guess this guy has some integrity in the sport and doesn't really care for it. And so at some point when it, he's he, he he's pretty far ahead, there's like a tube that he goes through. He literally stops his bike in the tube mm-hmm. and waits for crew to catch up with him. Yeah. So, I so mean, they could have a fair race. I guess, because the other guys have been trying to knock him down, I guess. Yeah. The thing about Gru, crew, crew. Jesus Christ. We just recently watched Despicable Me with the kids. Oh what God. do you want from me? Um, he does... I, I'm curious about the rules, because in the qualifying thing, he, in order to get back in the race, he actually goes onto the street and not yeah. on the dirt path. He goes outside those cones. And everybody's there, and no one seems to care, but he's going outside, and he actually does it again. Like, oh, they go, oh, what a shortcut by crew when he jumps over something. I'm like, he's skipping part of the track. I don't yeah. think this is, like, legal. Are shortcuts allowed? Because couldn't because a lot of them go, you know, go back and forth. Couldn't you just go whoop and skip a okay, quarter of the so track. So if shortcuts are allowed, then why isn't everybody riding on the paved sidewalk yeah. of the qualifying run when it's very easily, like, much easier Great to question. ride? Great question. Seems like he's cheating. Seems yeah. like he shouldn't have been in the fucking final thing in the first place because he cut through. Mm-hmm. But okay, fine. Yep. Um, do I have anything else about this track? I don't think I did. Well, you just, like, got really excited and then you're like, uh, nope, that's it. No, I just wanted someone to jump through the, you know, I wanted, like, a more dynamic ending. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. Okay. So, because we've kind of gotten to the end of the movie. He wins. Okay? <gasps> Great. What? He won. It's cool. He kisses uh, Aunt Becky. She goes to prison. It's over. Um, <laughs> Shit, We, when we were, I think when we were fine when I found out that the Blu-ray was coming out earlier this year, uh, we did, I was like looking for it or whatever, and I was like, oh, you can't watch it right now, but it's coming soon. But that's okay. You can watch BMX Bandits on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. So, a few months ago... We watch, and I don't know, you'd have to go back into the time period and see if we talked about it on an episode of this show. I suspect that maybe we did, but uh, BMX Bandits is from 1983, and it is, uh, is it Australian? Because Nicole Kidman is in it, young Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I feel like it is, yeah. And it is another movie about kids and their bicycles, the difference being there's not a competition. They come across some walkie-talkies. Yeah, so BMX Bandits came in out in 1983. Right. Yeah. So they come across some a box of walkie-talkies, and this is like a scheme by some bad guys to like I don't know sell these walkie-talkies that are like police for you can't the police can't help. But then again, everybody can hear them on the radio. I don't know. 
and so it mostly is a movie in which like bad guys in a car or on foot are chasing the BMX bandits and Nicole Kidman, but she's not doing as many of the stunts. And um, I would say it's pretty solid. I think you could watch now. It doesn't have a sequence like the dance sequence. It no. doesn't have that virtuoso moment. But I would say like. And it's basically an hour of, like, kids riding their bikes, doing jumps through places, and bad guys chasing them. The jumps are pretty cool, and I feel like those jumps are what set you up for disappointment in Rad. I think so, because there's more, like, stunty-type, like, yep. like action in that regard, where this is more of a BMX, like, competition yeah, uh, thing. Yeah, And, you know, and, yeah, especially since the trailer's, like, showing him jumping on logs and shit, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm jumping on logs, and then, so then we get to the end, and it's like, oh, he's just like, oh, here's a straightaway, cool. Let's do. Let's go back. Oh to look! Prom. Oh look! The 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 guy who's gonna win just uh, stops and waits for him to catch up. Sighting. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Give me that kicks ball all day though. So, but BMX Bandits, I would say that one's available on Prime. Uh, watch it. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty good uh, '80s uh, bicycle movie. And then of course this movie ends uh, rad. It does with a sequence of uh, like it does in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, some sunset. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, some bicyclists during the uh, credits, yeah, hopping on that one wheel again, doing the same. It's like two of them. It's almost like synchronized, but not quite, hopping, and not, not and quite. therefore not not quite yeah. good enough. And again, this is what we're ending the movie on. I mean, I would honestly would I would have preferred to just do a like just show me the same prom sequence again yes. as like a highlight video. Yep. That's what I want. Yep. Versus just these two guys are just like hopping over and over. I mean, it's like thirty five seconds each. And they do it. It's it's more than that. They're just hopping on one wheel. It was a is with touch like, boring. Hop 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 hop. And I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not hard. It. I'm sure it's hard. But it becomes less impressive. I can do. As time I, goes when on. I was young, I could get the wheel up, and then you'd be like, "I got the wheel up," and then you put it down. I right? never. I never even did that. And you get to the kidding. curb. When you go over the curb, you kind of get you go wow, and you get a little bit of a jump <laughs> with both of the wheels, right? That's the level of which I could. That's do. from Tyler, very athletic. Very Tyler. athletic. So I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm just saying like it's not interesting to look at. It gets less impressive. I'd be more impressed it. watching him throwing the paper right because he, he goes and by the way he beats his time, but we don't get to see much of that. Uh, paper, paper boy throwing. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see more of that. I want to see more real world. And inter- that's what BMX Bandits will give you. It gives you more of the real world interactions with things. Like it will because mm-hmm. the opening of Rad gives you that, like where he's going right in the trash compactor. I was like, if this yeah. is a whole movie of this, like I could watch this. They're yeah. just like jumping around shit. Versus like I don't know if I need a bunch of BMX, uh... which I think really aligns with kind of who you are. You're more like biking in the real world. You're not into like BMX, you know. Well, and it, races. It, it, it's close to me of like um, like a kung fu movie where people are like interacting with the environment, like a Jackie Chan type of thing. This is why when like uh, Vin Diesel like hits somebody with his motorcycle in Triple uh, X Return of Andrew Cage, I'm mm-hmm. like that's fucking amazing because he's interacting with the uh, or you know when John Wick is uh, using a horse to kick Versus somebody. Versus when they're like in a ring in a in an official fight. Yeah. Give me exciting. give me more of that real world. Uh, give me some of that home alone shit. You know what yes. I mean? Like you're home and alone in a little bit. By the way, I, I Google I searched on our site to see if we talked about BMX bandits. I searched bandits and all that came up was home alone and wet bandits. Yeah, because yeah. I wrote wiki ba- wet bandits and sticky bandits based on previous. So I don't know if we did talk about it. Well, well, it's or if uh, we did, we didn't write about it's it. It's worth watching. Uh, I would uh, enjoy. We were meant to watch it again. Again, to before we did this episode, but we did not. We did not. We could just watch it right now. It's we available. Could, we could go we could just turn it, it on, yeah. and it would be right there for you. So that was rad. 
Yeah. From 1986. Now, one quick final question. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is BMXing, like, because I feel like dirt biking is popular, right? Because we live in the Northwest. People dirt bike. With a motor. Motor vroom, dirt vroom, bike. Vroom. Yeah. But is BMX biking still a thing? Like, th- what this is? I know there's, like, Olympic things and there's X Games. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But is it as popular? Had, I think it had a lull and it's trying to come back. And Because, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. Like, the danger aspect of a motorbike, I get. Because, like, oh, well, just, geez, you could just the whole thing could go and you go explode yes. into the side of a, mm-hmm. a, a, a tree or something. Mm-hmm. But... It just seems like less skill because the propell the propelling is happening by an engine. Yep. Whereas on a bike, when you're bicycling, you have to propel yourself and you have to lift. I mean, it's harder, I would mm-hmm. think, versus a motor, yeah. a motor bike. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's as popular because we don't know anything about BMX. We sure don't. All right. Well, on that, we I don't know, know anything. Note. You know what I do know about though is kicks. <laughs> Fucking stop saying that! I really want them right some now. Because you got some cereal just recently, like a little bit of like. Uh, quote unquote raisin bran with like it's some like pumpkin seeds. And Number one, the raisins aren't covered in sugar. Fuck off right off the bat. Number two, if you want to give me that kind of flavor, you gotta there's gotta be some kind of like maple thing. This is just like I mean, it was fine because I put some vanilla you, almond fucker. milk. In. It's for me. Okay, you put cereal in the house. It's going to be the first thing I open. <laughs> Jackweed. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Old Millennials Remember Movies. If you like this episode, go over to iTunes and actually rate it. Oh, now you're telling people to do that now? Every once in a while, you got to remind people because it does help people find us. You can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on all those other Th- ones. They don't need to know how to find us. They already found us. But maybe... um no, that's true. So what we need smash you to do, that like button. Is that something you're supposed no, to say? No, what we need you to do is while you're slacking off working at home right now, Sla- smash the like. Get button. online, hop on over to iTunes, type in "old millennials," find us, give us five stars, and write "they rock." No, but what you could say is like maybe you found like our page from searching rad because you're into rad and you played it and you're like, oh, is this like available in other venues like iHeartRadio? There, no, people aren't stupid. They know how to get onto a podcast. Do you ring a bell? Guys, thanks for listening. I'm sorry that Tyler is You ring Tyler. a bell on YouTube, right? What? You ring a bell to get the subscription. You watch way too much YouTube. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. We will talk at you another movie. Kicks.